is positive. You got to be positive on September 8th, 2017, season 8, episode 10. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron, and we have one microphone, so. So we're, we're real <laughs> close. That's my breath. I'm just going to, we're just going to do this. Let's do it. Okay. Done did it. Doing the thing. So, so much to talk about. Oh, really? <laughs> What's on your mind? <laughs> oh, God. Off to a great start. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, it's uh, it's getting to the end of the season. Oh, man. We've had some cool, crisp mornings. It's great. I love fall. It's what it does kind of signal kind of the end of the year for our crops. Yeah. Anyway. It's very dry. It's very dry. As the air gets cool, that dryness. And we haven't had rain, what, in three weeks? Yeah. It's very dry. It's getting a little crispy out there, too. Not good. Not good. So. So, yeah, I would so, say, yeah. you know, a lot of the particularly soybean fields are closing in fast on senescence. We've seen a lot of yellow fields out mm -hmm. there, and I think you talked about it last time. Um, they're senescing very quickly. So many fields have reached full seed set at this point. But what I think is maybe different about this year that I'm hearing and we're seeing in some of our research plots is that numbers of aphids per plant were decreasing and then there was kind of a slight uptick in, in fields that were in R6. And so that's not something that I would normally see in our small plot work. Have, yeah. you, heard, have you heard that too? Um, I mean, I have experienced that in the past where okay. as the plant starts to senesce, the aphid population goes nuts, mm -hmm. um, and it's it, sometimes it's even on the leaves that are senescent. Um, and we've been getting reports from Brian Lang up in uh, Northeast Iowa. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. That uh, his numbers are continuing to increase on his untreated plots. Yeah. Um, but that that uptick happens so suddenly is maybe it's I, I don't I don't know why. Sounds like you don't either, but. It seems like the cool weather might have contributed, huh? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm used, I guess I'm, I have seen where populations persist. You know, they kind of do their thing even later in the growing season than I would normally think about. But I don't usually think about like numbers, you know, numbers of aphids on their way out and all of a sudden kind of a resurgence. And so that, I yeah. guess that's what's happening. So I, I've seen that before, and there's some evidence for that happening in other aphid plant systems. When the plant starts to senesce, it's cannibalizing parts of itself. It's taking whatever valuable nutrients that are in the leaves and shuttling those to the seeds. Ah, so it's for sugars? Well, for nitrogen. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. Like tearing down the, um, the structure, the internal structure of itself, and taking that nitrogen and putting it in the seed for the next generation. And so aphids are nitrogen limited, and that nitrogen availability... Uh, in the phloem really improves their ability to reproduce. And I, I, I'm wondering if, you know, we're well into senescence now. I mean, there are big streaks of yellowing soybeans uh, in the fields. Yeah. And we've had really cool temperatures, the, yep. uh, maybe highs in the low to mid 80s, and that's ideal for, for soybean aphids. Speaking of 
Like, did you get a little critter crawling on you there? I don't know what's happening. I yeah, I feel like I might have gotten bit up. Um, I had a field day yesterday, and yeah. you know we were moving out people movers on like hay hay yeah, bales, yeah. and yeah. I feel like I was sitting in something that was like alive with oh. critters. So I have a couple of substantial. Oh, I don't know no. if you call them welts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of. I mean, ginger problems, right? I mean, I get mosquito bites and they just they just turn nasty and so i feel are, like i got something in that in those hay bales are gingers more susceptible to mosquito well, bites no it's just you know we have skin that you know it just looks blotchy you know it just it's, we're sensitive. translucent skin yeah. so you get anything and it turns into like a hivey welt i don't know but yeah i think you I, must be a blast I, at the beach <laughs> I, I crawled into something or something <laughs> crawled into me and now i've kind of got like the itchy scratchies uh. Or I'm just super paranoid. I don't know. Like, I mean, all three. Yeah, could be. Can I tell you a little story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an itchy scratchy? No. Um, so my advisor shared this story with me yeah. years ago, um, and it reminded me of your your ginger uh, problems. Uh, no, oh. he wasn't a ginger. Oh, okay. he's not. He's still with us, uh, Doug Landis. Uh, but he he was doing an extension event, um, and they. Um, I forget. I mean, it was it was an extension event, and they had to pick up some hay bales. And Doug uh, did himself a favor and took these, you know, sprayed it on him. And his buddy that he was with uh, didn't. And they picked up these hay bales and they're moving them. And you know, Doug set his down, and he was fine. His buddy set he set his down, and he was covered in bites. Yep. And I forget, I forget what the pest was. I think it was chiggers that were in the in the hay, and as soon as you know they held them up against their skin. Well, if you didn't have deed on them, they just started chewing away. I'm mean, yeah. sitting on a hay bale for a couple hours, so who knows? Deed? No, I've ah. never had a problem with yeah. sitting on hay. There you go. Ah. But yeah, sorry. Know. Yeah, well, that's extension life. I it guess is, oh, it's a hard life. Yeah. Uh, and it's for life. It's for life, I hope. Yeah. Well, I hope so too. Speaking of kind of like outrageous pests, um, mm -hmm. have you seen this video going around um, from Hurricane Harvey <gasps> about the mosquitoes? Have I seen that video. Have I seen, I posted on Facebook. I saw that video. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Simmer down. Okay. I'm a little excited about that video. It is. I I'll post, post a it. link. I'll post, post a link yeah, to that because yeah. that was it's that just, was tremendous. The, the pants. Oh my gosh, the pants. The worst. Okay, I think the worst part about that video, and I don't want to spoil it. If you haven't watched it yet, pause this, go watch it. And Come then, back. Spoiler alert. The worst part about that video is not what you see; it's the sound. Oh, I hate mosquitoes. And you, you they have those veils on, and yet, and I think the microphone or something is up by the guy's like head, yeah. and you can hear them pinging and hitting. Oh. I it's really, really hate mosquitoes. It's the worst. Speaking oh of hurricanes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were going to go to yeah. the Soybean World Research Conference in Savannah, we Georgia, were. next week. But the whole meeting got canceled due to Hurricane Irma. Irma. Yeah. Irma. Irma. And so we've down. got some time next week that, you know, just magically appeared on Should our schedule. Should again next week? Yeah. Should we do a fit uh, extravaganza? Yeah, let's just bring Fun in a bunch of trivia. fits. Maybe we can bring in some guest speakers. All right. I got to get this microphone to work. Yeti. Urgh. Anyway, 
So yeah, I can post that and another video which I think might be interesting to our viewers. I don't know if you've seen this one is by the corn so uh, corn entomology working group with like Joe Spencer, Christian Krupke, and a few others talking about resistance management. Oh yeah, and um, is this okay, new? yeah, they okay. just it just kind of came out, and so um, that's just a, it's a nice way to explain how resistance to transgenics and insecticides happens. So I'll post that link as well. Yeah. Is yeah. it entertaining? Yeah, it's very entertaining. Cause, cause Spencer, They're short to the point, yeah. you know. Joe Spencer can be very entertaining. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, that's right. so much to so much to share. I mean, so so we're giving a shout out to Dominic because he might be in the Dominic Rysick in uh, North, North Carolina, Carolina State. Yep. Hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He was saying that the uh, the last one that hit there was it Matthew. Um, it, it did a lot of damage mm. in a way that uh, maybe we weren't aware of because uh, it was fairly local, and that Irma is supposed to reach Georgia at a Category Two and continue up the uh, east coast there sure. yeah that's a bummer and you know it's, it's sad he's like yeah they've had a lot of rain and um they don't they don't need more they and don't they're getting more. it yeah we we three weeks without yeah. rain dry yeah. yep it's used a little mm -hmm. but yeah and of course we feel bad for uh the hurricane harvey down in houston oh that's, my gosh uh, yeah all the animals, Outside like of all the, the cattle. mosquito problems, but just the, you know, all the flooding. Oh. It does remind me of one other story. What? So, after watching that mosquito video, I am, I now think there's some truth to this anecdote. This was shared in insect ecology when I was a grad student. Hey, Barenbaum was talking about insect populations and how quickly they can grow. And she had an excerpt from a newspaper article about a, a cow that had been found um, after some flash flooding in uh, rural Texas. And it was <laughs> in the article, in the newspaper article, they described it as exsanguinated. Exsanguinated means, which is, I think, <laughs> the reason you have the look on your face like, what is that? Like strangled? Like no. you run out of air? Uh, uh, sucked of its fluids, its oh, like blood. Vampirized? There had been so many mosquitoes that were produced because of the flash floods, and the cow was the largest blood-filled thing in the area. Literally died from mosquito feeding. Oh, what a horrible! And after watching that video, you know, okay, yeah, I could, I mm -hmm. could see that. That mm -hmm. would be, that'd be mm. a horrible way to go. Mm. Ah, yeah. Ah, uh, hey. What? I had something fun. Okay. That's, that's depressing. Yeah. Um, so we had, can I transition into my little fun? Please. Um, so I was driving uh, the great Claire Kremen around campus today. You know Claire Kremen? Nope. She's an entomologist um, and, co and, and ecologist who has spent several decades now studying ways to uh, conserve pollinators. First tracking their decline and now trying to do something about it. And uh, she came on campus and talked about how in California they've gotten very good response to using hedgerows as a, a way to conserve pollinators. And they embed these hedgerows in agricultural landscapes. And despite the often frequent use of pesticides, these flowering perennials uh, act as a 
an island mm -hmm. of uh, diversity for pollinators. And they've seen that they can even support themselves after establishment by providing a pollination service to the adjacent crop and conserving natural enemies, provide a little pest protection. Yeah. Yeah, kind of heavy story, right? Yeah. So, these are fun insect trivia. I'm driving around campus, and every time somebody comes to campus, I, I, I take them by this one spot. I know, I think you know, you know this, you know the spot. There's a piece of sculpture outside of our electrical engineering computer science building. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's made up of three pieces of marble. And if you look at it just right, three pieces of marble line up so that in the negative space, there's an image. And is that, it a butterfly? No. It, it's, a, oh. it's a moth. Yeah, it's a moth. Oh, okay. So why is that out in front of our computer science building on campus? That's our fun insect trivia for today. I don't know. Tell me. Turns out, one of the first documentation of a bug, mm -hmm. fellow air quotes for those yeah. listening at home, was a moth in a computer. Like a literal moth? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that the, the moth had uh, tripped a wire or a circuit and they had to take it apart to see the moth in there. And the scientist in charge of the, I think it's the, um, the Mach 2 computer, run by the Navy, um, took it out, taped it in uh, her uh, notebook, and said, hey, this, this is, is the bug. Yeah. Yeah. And, hmm. um, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, in commemoration of the first computer bug mm -hmm. is the sculpture showing the moth. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. So, so I, got, I got to digging on that because I was like, well, who was that scientist? Because you know, it's, see, you know, you'd want to know some facts on this, right? Cool. <laughs> And, and, you know, was it really a moth and all that? Mm -hmm. So it turns out, though, in, in looking this up on Wikipedia and a couple other sources, the term bug predates that occurrence, that, that, oh. that moth. And it turns out that even uh, going back to uh, Edison, they used the word bug for fixing engineering things or addressing problems in engineering. Yeah, yeah, raised eyebrows, raised eyebrows on that, right? Mm -hmm. But it is still true that a Navy scientist, a rear admiral of all people, did document the occurrence of this moth inside the, the computer they were working on. And I mean, you can't deny that. And, and she, she the, the rear admiral, went on to uh, note that, you know, wasn't the first time that the word had been used, but this was the first time that they really associated it with an insect. And you know, to date, we still use you know the term bug. I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah. the really interesting thing, at least for me, is the name of the rear admiral could not have been more perfect for this story. You ready for this? Yeah. This is like our Paul Harvey moment. Is it like? Billy Elytra or what? I was almost. Oh, almost, oh almost. what was it? Well, it was it, it's a she. Oh, sorry. So, okay. Uh, it, uh, it's a woman, um, uh, and you know, just I, I just want to let it sit for a little bit. I was thinking Billy Jean, but yeah. No, not Billy Jean. Billy, not a girl. Um, who better than? And I'm not making this up. 
Grace Hopper. Of course. That's discovered, awesome. I know. And the thing is, is like, what do you know of that story? I mean, I, people have heard the story about the, I think, the insect. But I know, get close to the microphone. I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm getting shouted. Don't want to hurt anybody's ears. But Grace Hopper could not have been a better name. It's perfect. That's like straight out of Central Casting. And I was looking, reading up on Wikipedia. Um, she was remarkable engineer. Helped create the the English language based computer languages like COBOL mm -hmm. or, or the early computers. Mm. A real pioneer and remarkable communicator when it came to illustrating engineering points to a larger audience. She had this thing where she would take strands of wire to illustrate how long light, how far light travels in a nanosecond. About one foot long. Wow. Yeah. And to, to respond to other uh, admirals about, well, why does it take so long for the satellite signal to say, well, you know, mm -hmm. there's a distance here. And she'd yeah. illustrate this. And yeah. she would hold up these pieces of wire and say, this is a nanosecond. The right. physical representation of a nanosecond. Gosh. But one of the cool things, reading this from uh, her Wikipedia site, uh, J.A. Elliott, a uh, guy who wrote a little bit about her history, described Grace Hopper as appearing to be all Navy. She was a rear admiral. Yeah. But when you reach inside, you find a pirate dying to be released. Aww. Isn't that cool saying? Yeah. Wouldn't you like somebody to say that about you? Pirate dying to be released. Mm. I, I'd maybe pick a different word, but yeah. Which, a pirate or the dying pirate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... We have a snort! We've successfully started. This podcast is over. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you like somebody to say something like that about I, you? I, I mean, something so. kind yeah, of like. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you wish pirate? people thought you were a pirate? Are pirates admirable? In some ways, they are, right? The only one that I knew was the uh, one from The Princess Bride. <gasps> the Dread Threaded Pirate Roberts. Oh my God, I'm so glad you brought that up because everything's connected. Yeah. You know what I did last Friday? And this is way off. You the, went to the, the Princess Bride. I did. They showed the Princess Bride live uh, in uh, the uh, what my family calls Garbage Park, uh, the uh, Banshell Park down uh, downtown Ames. Oh, it was fantastic, magical, practically a full moon. Mm -hmm. Oh, gorgeous weather. Inconceivable. In <laughs> I do not know if you know what this word means or something like that. There, were, there was one moment when the entire audience clapped. Which which moment do you think that is? Mm, rodents of unusual size when they were in the forest. No, no. no. It was the moment when uh, Billy the, Crystal, the Spaniard, uh, Billy Crystal scene got a laugh, but it did not get a round of applause by everybody in the park. It came when the Spaniard met the six fingered man and delivered. You, you killed my father. Prepared to die. Yeah, and then he thrust. Them. Yes. Mmm, one of my favorite movies. We didn't know that. Do you have more? No, that's all I had. All right, well, yep. let's let because we're we're beyond. Perfect. All right, so uh, upcoming events. Well, we're not going to be in Savannah. Right. Uh, so ESA is next, I think, for Denver. for yeah. most of us bug yeah. people. Yep. Um, and then I guess Google us. Find, oh, soybean entomology. Mm -hmm. Yep. Google that. Twitter Aaron W Hodson at Aaron W Hodson. 
Of course, the traditional email, O'Neill, like Shaquille, at iastate.edu, and Aaron's initials, EWH, at iastate.edu. Subscribe via uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Pocket Cast. Let's hit that outro music. Guys, so hot in here. Oh, my God, I'm sweating. Have a good weekend, Matt. You too, Aaron.